0: Hey. hey everyone, sorry for the delay getting going today. We're going to do a quick little fun show for you today. Um, Half hour of all the, all the hits. <laughs> so I've uh, been, uh, been doing some rumor chasing actually this morning too, so I'll try to get into that as well. But uh, yeah, it's looking, um, it's looking fun. We had a lot of games to talk about last night, so let's get right to it. Okay, okay. today <laughs> is okay. Hello, Hockey World. It's Friday, October 6th, 2017. I'm Michael Ajello. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I am Eklund, and you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on hockeybuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday at this time to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And last night, a couple strange games, uh, really a night, you know, a night of I mean, just total bizarreness. I think nowhere can we start first then to start in Chicago um, with the Blackhawks making a little bit of a statement to all those people who think they might not still be a top team. Um, I was I talked to some people and that was absolutely what they were doing. Um that was their motivation. And also, of course, you getting getting swept last year in the playoffs didn't hurt either. Uh, and they came out and just blew the doors off. That was a, an unbelievable performance.
2: Yeah, I mean four goals in the first, I think it was eight minutes of the of the first period and Andy Niami, the the cup goal winning goaltender for the Blackhawks gets chased and they have to bring in Matt Murray. Um, you know, and for a second and back to back. I mean but a long time since the Emmy won a cup though. Let's like he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good in four years. He hasn't been good since the since one of his last years in San Jose. He had a real good year that year. And ever since he got moved to Dallas, You know, either the the book was opened up on him and people know how to beat him or he's just, his skills have slipped. But yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, that, that has to be a concern Russ, because if he's a sieve and I'm just, I'm being, I'm being a little over the top, but if he's bad, then they have to bring up Tristan Jerry to be the back. And
1: I think that's what's going to end up happening here. I, it's only one game, but, but Niemi has really been sliding for a while and Pittsburgh can't afford this. Like. We knew that there might be, you know, a little slowdown out of the gate. And they got a point the other night. They didn't get anything in this one. They didn't, you know, for all intents and purposes, they weren't even in this game.
2: But, but, I, but ideally, they want to keep him down in Wilkesburg and let yeah. him let him play a lot. But if, if if Niemi can't stop a beach ball, then they have to call him up.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah and they're to imitate that. And, it, and it, you know, we talk, We did talk a little bit when we talked about the Penguins, um, even though I think we all picked him for first. Um, we did. That – we talked about the fact that, you know, that they, their success the last two years has had a lot to do with their backup goalie at times, you know, depending on whatever you want to call Marc Andre Fleury or having two goalies or whatever you want to do with right. it today. You know, there were times last year, you know, the year before when Marc Andre Fleury was huge for them. And they, you know, now granted they go, you know, this isn't Matt Murray's fault. They go to the other goalie right at the top here. But Matt Murray wasn't a whole lot better. I don't think it really mattered who was goal, goal last night. I just think it was one of those nights that.
1: Right. I think it matters a little bit.
2: It, it matters, but I, but again, I think and, and when I, when looking at Pittsburgh, the thing that gave me pause about picking them for first place in the Metro was the Stanley Cup hangover. And it's like some some people say it's overstated. No, not when you've made two deep runs and you've played four extra months over the last two years. That's why it's so it's so tough. And the the, the last team to w- win three cups in a row was the Islanders in the early '80s. Yeah. I don't think it's overstated.
1: I just think when you have the banner raising ceremony come out of that game, have to play back to back. This is the result you get. I think yeah. this would have happened against most good teams, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. And and these the the you know the opening ceremonies is an interesting thing because they are playing out in a whole bunch of different ways. Um as far as teams, you know, success, you know, because we talked as yesterday. I said my upset special was Detroit, you know, and we also you all said, you know, well, wow, you know, teams never win when they open a building, and that's that's been true. You know? And know you said that. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right, but
1: I know, but they did win. I know it was different to this this year
0: with them, you know. Um, I well, still, still, I think Detroit's just better than than people think. So part of that was just giving them a little bit of credit, but um, well, the they, one, they came out, they came out really strong, and Minnesota, of course, you know, caught up.
2: Yeah. Well. Th- the one interesting thing about about this the Blackhawks game and then we'll move on to the other yeah. ones is they put kane with two young guys they put him with hartman and they put him with uh, schmaltz and instead of you know going with a last year it was anisimov and panarin um, yeah. they put they put on the third line with uh, with Patrick Sharp and Anisimov, so they've tried to spread out their their offense a little bit. And last night, I mean, yeah, granted, second of back to back games, you know, you had a team and you jumped on them, so it was maybe it's not determinative of how good they're going to be. But
1: well, I think that, with Schmaltz in, in that second line, he, he's a a great vision guy, and so. He has great reflexes, so the fact that he and Kane can go back and forth like that is a really good match.
2: Yeah. So I think that made sense to do that, actually. And do you think Brandon Sod is gr- glad to be back in Chicago? He gets a yeah. hat-trick in his first game?
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of emotion going into that game last night, you know, Um, and that, that was just a big, a big thing. I mean, the, the Penguins, you know, you're, whenever you play in a team's home opener, it's a strange thing. You know, the Flyers have this weird thing that their first five games of theirs are going to be home openers. Um, yeah. You know, and they're going to so they're going to open up a bunch of buildings. They're opening up Anaheim tomorrow, I guess. And um, you know, is, is or was Anaheim home last night? Maybe they're maybe they're
2: not. Anaheim uh, was uh, I think it was in Arizona. in Arizona right?
0: Yeah. And then they open up. They open up. Oh,
2: it was in. It was in. Anaheim. It, was it was in. Anaheim. Anaheim.
0: Okay. Well, they opened in Nashville, and that's going to be that is Nashville's home opener where they're raising a banner. You know, for winning the conference. Um. Yeah, it's kind of. Then they opened. In so far, they've you know they opened up obviously in San Jose and LA. So, well, yeah, it, it, you know you play those games. They had a they had a picture on the Flyers TV of, of the, all the players kind of like waiting in the in the hallway to go out because all the players are being announced. And that definitely plays into it on all sides. You know, I don't I don't think it's a great thing for the teams who are coming in either. Like you know you can see the Flyers were pretty uncomfortable waiting there to go out. You know, I think yeah. that's generally what you see. Well. Um, so let's go – so uh, Minnesota, Detroit, that was a good one. I watched that for a while. I'll tell you what, that building is bright. Like that yeah. is bright. Yeah. If you watch that. I love that game. I mean, that, that's just the way all television should look. That looks phenomenal. So, you had a good TV. In so
2: it, it, it was very clear seeing some of the empty seats at the building. Oh, that's not
0: nice, Mike. No, that was sold out, man. Um, <laughs> There were some empty seats. There well, were, because, you know, people were checking out the building. There was a lot of that going on. I mean, there were people Yeah, like,
1: maybe they were outside, Mike. <laughs>
0: okay, but no, that that place was. I mean, that's just the way it needs to be. I mean, you know, I, I'm a real big stickler for lighting on television when you see, you know, in different places, and that's like yeah. one of those. That was just great. I mean, oh yeah, my like god, the
1: old Nassau Coliseum was so dark. Oh, it was actually, always
0: it. so dark. Yeah, and there actually. are. Actually, I mean, are dark now. You know, there are a few that are dark now that are just making it kind of crazy. Philadelphia's
1: been dark. Actually, you know, I, thought I think they, it brightened up. I think, sorry, Mike. I think Billy <laughs> did brighten it up this year. I do.
2: Actually, I oh. thought the one cool thing about, and not to say there's not more cool things about the building. I've never been there, and from everything I hear, it's it's great. But the one cool thing that I saw was they had a facade of the old Olympia with a big ba- picture of Gordy Howe. I thought that was yeah. real cool. So. Yeah, that is
0: really That's cool. That's Nice. I saw that too. Um,
1: can I, Can did, we? Can we talk? Have, can like a big pizza blimp? Did they have that inside? <laughs> Yeah, go
2: dropping, ahead, Mike. dropping coupons.
0: Yeah, what what would you like to talk about?
2: No, no, it was just um, I because there were so many things on last night. I decided to go to, to a sports bar and watch the uh, Sabers and the and the Canadians and the and some of the baseball games and some of the other yeah. games. Oh, there but, was
1: baseball, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's yeah, that's true. But the say but the Sabers and the Habs were front and center, and I have to tell you that you know. A lot of the Saber fans were really into the game. It was a really entertaining game, but the the pall that was cast over that game was Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard in the third period gives a bad goal to Philip Deneau to tie the game, and then again can't stop anything in the shootout. And this has to be a concern because Phil Housley appears to be you know wanting to coach a team that plays up tempo and offensive, and if they do that, then they're going to have to depend on their goaltender. And in his first game, and it's not, again, it's not, doesn't mean this is going to happen for this entire season, but Leonard cost him a point last night.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't see the game. I, I just saw the highlights, but I,
1: I didn't either, it, but it's going to happen. I mean, we know that this is one of the things with Buffalo, like it's going to be an issue.
0: Yeah. And you're going to get, you know, and, and you get to a shootout, you know, I'll take Carey Price over Robert Leonard, <laughs> Robin Leonard. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, obviously to get there. And Duran scoring the shootout goal was pretty, was cool. I mean, that, and you know he had a, he had a good game from what I heard. I mean, I only saw bits and pieces of it. Um,
1: yeah, apparently know. he did, and that's good. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that it worked out first game for them. But we'll see. It's a long season.
0: Now the other upset special Russ had to be oh in New York where um the sixth place projected sixth place Rangers lost to the Avalanche uh, four to two.
1: Yeah, that game. Well, it was really three two until like three point six seconds left. So yeah, but the thing was that game. Colorado came out there with with a mission. They said, you know what? We're going to push the Rangers around. We're going to neutralize Rick Nash. Landis Cog was pushing around Rick Nash. Rick Nash was like out of breath for a while. Then later in the game, Nash was pushing Comfer, and Landis Cod got involved in that, and then Nash sort of fought back. But a friend of mine was on the phone with me the other day, and he said, are we going to start seeing this decline in Nash like we saw in Lindros? And I said, yeah, I've been seeing it. For a season now where the eye hand is not as great, where the strength is not as great, he's not an old guy, but he's just got a lot of mileage on him. And Rick Nash got owned last night, and that's a problem for the Rangers because they still need him. Now, for as bad as he looked, Zibanejad looked great. The um, But the thing was, Semyon Varlamov, we sort of talked about it. Like, he is on a mission right now to yeah. sort of gain back his career. And maybe that's because he's going to want to get traded or whatever. Right?
2: Yeah,
1: Or make the Avalanche great again. Whatever it is. He he really did have a good game. Uh, Rantanen, like I told people, quiet is 20 goals last year. He's probably going to get 30 this year. Like, Rantanen yeah. is really a talent.
2: Yeah, the only reason that you're talking him up is because I traded him to you in a fantasy league. We know that. <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and is, a, is, Col- is Colorado time. passing out those red hats that say make the abs great again?
1: Yeah. Uh, but but here's the thing, and this is the one thing. I may have been wrong about this game. But the one thing I kept predicting in the summer that was true is that Matt Duchesne would still be an Avalanche. He is, yeah. and he scored.
0: And he scored off the bat. Good for him, you know. Like he's
2: well, that's that's good for Colorado because if they're going to trade him, they want to keep his value up. If he if he plays like he did the last quarter of the last season, it's going to be tough to move him because they expect to get something in return. I still think he's going to be moved, but
0: he's going to be moved at some point here. He is. But I mean, I think that. It, the, the most ridiculous thing I heard was on XM this morning when I heard them. Inter- somebody interviewed Varlamov, Bar- Bar- and um, the interviewer said to him, um, "So how does it feel? You know, basically, you, you played like you did two years ago. How does it feel to return to that form?" You know, and what, what a weird question to ask somebody. <laughs> like, you, you could hear like the silence as response, like, um, "Great, two years, <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not thinking about two years ago. I'm thinking about, you know."
2: Well, the one, the one point with you know, Nash, though. I mean. Now, I didn't see see a lot of the game, but I mean, w- were they using him in a first line role, Russ? Because if they're second line, he was with line. Heedle.
1: He was with Heedle and uh, Zuccarello.
2: Yeah, I mean, so his future, his future may be like you know, he's making close to eight million bucks in the last year of his deal. I, he's not going to get anywhere near that on a, on a future deal when he signs so, either back with the Rangers or someplace else. next I mean, everybody year.
1: everybody who's worried
2: and screaming
1: about Jack Eichel. Just think about what Rick Nash has been making the last few years.
2: Yeah, and but uh, what I'm saying is, is that Nash is probably going to end up being, you know, because he's such a big guy, he's going to end up being like a third line guy because he, even on a th- on a third line, he'll provide a size matchup that will be beneficial to whatever team he's playing for. I mean, but this is what's
1: crazy, Mike. Yeah. Sorry,
2: two years ago he had 36 points, 15
1: goals. Last year, 23 goals 38 points like this guy is so far from that 69 point season from 2014 and really so far from when he you know could score 40 goals like he did that year or even 30 on a regular basis like it's just and everybody wants to say hey he plays a complete game that's great but he didn't last night
0: yeah no he didn't he didn't at all I mean there were there were there were big time moments when when you had problems last night for sure you could see it you could see it clear as day
1: I mean, he doesn't even shoot the puck anymore. Like last year, he shot at 195 times. When he had 42 goals, he shot at 304 times. It's a little <laughs> difference.
0: A little, yeah, I'll say. <laughs>
1: um,
0: the other another game, I, the game I did watch a little bit this morning in in, um, in rerun was um, the Predators Bruins game. See how that went. And uh, you know, it was the Bruins came out came out strong, and the Preds, you know, they really they, they did look like a hungover team. You know, they definitely looked like a hungover team to me. That the game, the, the you know, the importance of it all. But then you know, at the end, the Predators did pour it on, and they scored two goals in the last minute to make it really close. But um, but you know, it didn't really much matter. Um, Hartnell, good to see Hartnell get a goal again for Nashville. You know, Forsberg get a goal. I mean, there were there were moments, but the Bruins looked good. The Bruins looked, looked strong.
2: Well, and and the Bru- and the Bruins are going to you know their success or failure is going to be dependent on a lot of the young guys that they have and they seem to be they're making that change over now. We saw McAvoy score a goal. When we talk about the Calder trophy later in the in the in the show, um, you know, obviously he's going to be one of the guys I think is going to be a leading contender for but Maybe. but Jake but Maybe. Jake You don't want to give it all away. Yeah, no, I'm holding back. But Jake, De, you know, Jake DeBrusque, who was one of those three first round picks uh, a few years back, I mean, he scored his first goal, and you know, they're they're going they're going to have you know Carlo and McAvoy on the blue line. They're going to be infusing that lineup with young guys, and that's going to be a big thing for them because the, their their lineup has been stagnant the last few years, and I think that changeover is going to bring some life life to them.
1: Now Bork got a point, which was nice, and Jake DeBrusque. Like I I think I told you guys when I wrote an article for. Uh, GTS during the summer and they were asking me guys that could make it and, and have an impact. And I said I thought Debrusque would make that team. He did. He got a goal. I, I mean that's you know the, that's the one thing the Bruins have been able to do for everybody that wants to sort of kill them for the draft where they drafted three guys in a row, they drafted well otherwise. Like they have a lot of other guys. Now Debrusque is part of that draft, but they have guys otherwise. And so that's what's really holding them together right now is that because, you know, again, there's just all this talk about Bergeron, right? And what's funny is there's a lot of people defending him because they're like, well, he's not in decline. He's only missed eight games in three years. Missing games and being in decline to me are two different things. Yeah. Claude Giroux last year didn't miss games, but he was in decline last year. Now well, he has to prove something that he's not in decline again this year. That's just how I see it.
2: In, in, in fact, him not missing him not missing games – might be even more of a sign of him being in decline because he has been beaten up over. I mean, he, and first of all, he's played World Cups for for Canada. He's played two Olympics for Canada. He's made two Stanley Cup runs in 2011 and 2013. They've, you know, there's been a lot of hockey played by Bergeron. I mean, he, he's weathered a couple serious injuries. Yeah. I think he's I think he's 30, 31. I mean, his body is probably not that of a 30 or 31 year old. It's probably a little older, and that's the thing. It's like it's at the point now where even though he's making second most money on the team behind, behind Krejci, and I, uh, I think he's still ahead of uh, uh, Pasternak, his mm-hmm. numbers are probably going to decline a little bit. He's going to be probably taking that role that, say, Thornton and Marlowe were in San Jose. They're still going to produce, but guys like Pasternak and some of these young guys are going to have to pick up the production for that team to be able to advance going forward.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more. Um, another game I saw a little bit of this morning because I really wanted to see it because I was told it was a really good game, and it was. was Anaheim, Arizona. Um, and uh, this game was uh, – Arizona came out really strong in this game, and it was good to see kind of Anthony declare get a goal. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about him a lot, you know, and what he's – and I think he's, he's – and then they get Clayton Keller gets a goal. I mean, either of these are the players you want to see score. Yep, If you're, you know, if you're Arizona. Uh, and then the Corey Perry and, and – um,
1: Well, at least I got that one right.
0: Yeah, the Corey Perry and the and the Raquel show basically took over from there. Um, I mean, Ricard Raquel is going to have a great year this year. There's no question about it. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He's a serious serious player. But, but um,
2: but last night the interesting thing is they don't start Ronta. They start Louis yeah. Dumais. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was interesting.
0: They really like Louis Domingue, You know, I'm not like I said in, the, in my my thing. I wasn't. I'm not so sure that they that he's their that, that Ranta's their goalie. I mean.
2: Yeah, but he was sold as their goalie, so it's, it's you know what I'm saying, I mean, everybody was talking about Ranta being the number one there, so them playing him, them playing Domingue instead of him, it may mean nothing, It but it could mean that, yeah, Doming is the number one, and... Then I don't think their number one situation looks I'm not that great.
1: Conclusions off that just yet.
2: Right, right. I think you'll see both of them get a
1: lot of
0: play, but I, I, I think Deming's going to win this job eventually. I've said it before. I think he's, I think he's a really good goalie, and people just don't really
1: know him yet. I mean, I think it could, he's an average goalie. He's got to prove he's better than that. It could
2: yeah. simply, it could simply be that Deming has more experience against Anaheim, and and his record against yeah. Anaheim is good, and that's the reason they started him. So we'll, I mean, we'll see.
1: I mean, they were in the game the whole game. I mean.
2: Yeah, they were, I mean, I took a lot of shots. I mean, they they did, you know, they did
0: score. They did score, you know, four goals or what? Five goals was it? Yeah, five goals. they
1: won by a goal, but I mean, Arizona had a good showing.
0: But they, yeah, they took like forty-five shots, so it, it was, it, it was a really there were a lot of shots in general, unless uh, like then the Philly LA game, you watched that a little bit again, trying not to fall asleep on that one. I, I, that one, um, I, that I put you I to sleep sleep. I
1: that was, did. That I, I, I made it a period. <laughs> I think. It was
0: a really, it was a really bottleneck game. Like, um, the Kings are becoming the devils of the West. You know, when you watch yes. that game, they are completely in the shutdown mode all the time. They are, they're not really attacking all that much. They sort of hang back. Jonathan Quick is going to win them or lose them games. You know, I mean, he played very well.
1: Yeah, you don't need melatonin if, if the Kings are on.
0: No, which is strange because they used to be such an exciting team to watch, you know, um, Neuferth had a really good game. I
1: mean, he made some great saves. He did saves. make some good saves. He did. I, I did I, see a lot of
2: uh for for a second there, Russ. I thought you said you don't need Meldonium, but
1: you don't, <laughs> but that's a whole
0: other I mean, subject. They are uh, yeah. I mean the Kings are the Kings are they this is how they're gonna have to win games. You know, this is this is this is their game. This is they played their game and the Flyers did a good job, but you know, weren't quite as up there. You know, I mean I thought it was the first time we got to see Travis Stanheim play and he looked he looked good. He, he, some, he
1: had some bad penalties, but he did look he
0: good. bad penalties, yeah. But you know, and he does look nervous a little bit. But he got more comfortable, I think, as the game went on. Yeah, you know, which is you know like, kind of what we saw last year. If people forget how nervous rob looked his like first
2: five
0: oh, yeah. uh, uh, of the year last year. He was really he was really a nervous wreck during the regu- during the beginning of the regular season. But he, he got it got turned around very quickly, obviously. So um, yeah, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a really. I thought it was a it was a fun game. You know, uh, it, it's the kind of game the Ducks have to. W- I mean, the, the Kings have to play. Like I said, but but not a really exciting game to watch especially not that late if you're on the east coast.
2: <laughs> well well the the one thing the one thing though if that is the game that the Kings have to play then they're in trouble because in an in a in a division that boasts Anaheim which is a deep offense, yeah. Calgary which I think, you know, the the game against Edmonton is not reflective of the skill that they have and the Oilers they're in deep trouble because they're not going to be able to shut down those teams playing sort of yeah. a, you know, to use a stratomatic term, playing a 1-1. They, they, they yeah. can't they can't do that. They can't play a conservative let's, let's
1: offense. Let's increase our viewership by bringing up stratomatic. That'll do it.
2: <laughs> they, they can't play a conservative offense and expect to, you know, expect to win in that division. It's not it's yeah. just not going to happen. You're going to have – you have talent there. You have Pearson. You have Toffoli. You have Carter. Kopitar is a good two-way forward. He's got to score more points. Um, is he, though? Is he really a good two-way forward anymore? You know, like, I'm starting yeah, to wonder. No, he,
0: he is. He is. No wonder. He just doesn't. I, I mean, I've watched him so much. I'm such a fan of his. I, I love his whole story. I, I've watched the documentary where he takes the cup back to his home. I'm, I'm a real big fan of Kopitar in general, but I just I don't see his game just as very unremarkable to me. And over the last two years, I mean, and this first game this year,
2: just completely he's – good but he's not he's a 50 he's a 55 to 60 point center I don't yeah I don't know and, and somebody who can and he's play a leader, and he's tough and he's, he's a leader for sure and he's
0: tough for sure but
1: he is. The, he takes up a lot of room on the ice act like when he's he out does, there he is hard to play against
0: he doesn't produce though I mean
1: yeah but the production is not everything in his game there is other things
0: for he's him it is, because they don't have many people who can score like, I
1: know but they He's not supposed to be an 80-point guy. He's not.
0: All right. Yeah, I mean, I'll
1: – I mean, you might see it that way. I never saw it that way. I I, mean, know, and I don't
0: want to say this because, I, like I say, I like the guy. I'm just – I'm not – I just – I want to – every time I watch him, I want to be impressed. Like, say, oh, wow, he's doing something amazing. And I just haven't seen it in the games I've watched. I mean, it, that could be – I don't get to – I think he's
1: a bigger version of Ryan Callahan in that way, what we're talking about, because, you know, Callahan would never put up more than 70 points. That was always like – I think his yeah. highest point total was probably 65 Right. He was worth a lot to a team when no,
0: he is. There's, there's no question he's worth a lot. It's just that the way that team is structured, he unfortunately has to do more than that. He has to score goals. Like he has he has to put up thirty goals, you know. I think I think he's gotta score thirty at least, you know, if not more, based on how that team well, plays, you know.
2: And that see, that's the problem. The problem is is that he's been paid ten million bucks because they won two Stanley Cups and he was a central figure in those cup wins. But he's not a $10 million player in the terms of offensive production. He's a $10 million player in terms of him him being a franchise cornerstone. But so if you're expecting him all of a sudden to score 70 points, you're going to be disappointed because he's not going to do that. But he will score 50 to 55 points, play great defense, win face-offs, kill penalties, I mean, he's an all-around player, and he's not old. He's only, I think, twenty-nine or thirty. So it, it's, you know, there's still stuff left there's in the tank.
0: Him, yeah, I mean, yeah. Drew Dowdy looked really good to me last night. He,
2: yeah, Dowdy
1: did look really good, especially on the power play,
2: as always.
0: He was up on his skates. You now he was moving He was up
1: on his skates. He and
2: I, and I, I keep harping on this, and I and I and I will until I until I don't have breath anymore. Dowdy and the Kings. If the Kings start to slip, the Kings. Are not competitive. You're going to start hearing the Dowdy rumors. No, they already have. I
0: mean, you know, the beginning of the year, he already said some things that were kind of weird, and and you know, you're already definitely hearing it. And um, Dowdy is the kind of guy that he has to play very, very well for you, or you won't keep him around. Too. There's certain things about him that you know he's not saying he's a. I don't know. Just there's certain things about him in the in the room that he's not the best guy in the room to have around sometimes. So they there are people who have you know moved him out of there, you know, and, and that, that was like Simmons, when they moved Sim, they, Simmons, Simmons, you know, got, got better when he got away from Dowdy, Just
1: Yeah. Play. Now here's uh, the thing. So last night, you know, I fall asleep. I wake up to, you know, a flashback interview from that game with Giroux saying that, you know, they, they ran into a hot goalie. Okay. Claude. I mean, everybody's a hot goalie when you get a shutout, but, but I didn't see quick being that dominant, especially early on. Where they couldn't score because it was all quick. I don't think that that was the case. He
0: was better than. I mean, he would. You could see that this was a quick who who played like 15 games last year, right? Who was really yeah. fired up to get the season going. Remember, he got yeah. hurt in the first game last year against mm-hmm. the Flyers. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of motivation. He was he, he quick has levels. You know, I've seen him play levels before. Yeah, he does. He, he was at his top level, of, and when he does that, he's actually more in control than usual. Like he was not flailing at all. He was very yeah. much. And he looks bigger. It's funny. When he plays a certain kind of game, he can look really small. Like he gets really low in his crowd sometimes. Um, and or he can be, or he can just he
1: looked bigger last night, just in general,
0: which is really yeah. interesting. He, yeah,
1: he, he did good. look big. I, he I think good. he he was good. The other thing though is I and there was also a quote from Giroux, and it's I'm just paraphrasing, but it was something similar to the fact that, well, we could pull some good things out of this loss. And you know, even the person I was watching that quote with kind of looks at me and is like but it's a loss. And that is the one thing with Drew, always trying to to pull out the positives, even in that, but it's like, you know.
0: He's getting better at it. You know, he's getting better at doing that.
1: No, but but the thing about it is, like, he may be getting better at doing that, but I think after the opening night, I, I think when, when you get shut out like that, you, you know, you can be a little bit critical in the sense that, hey, you know what? We can't have our offense turn off like that.
0: I don't altogether disagree with you, Russ, but I will say this. I think part of that is the reflection of what he has to be in that room itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting brighter. I mean, like, there's, there's it's getting more po- – I mean, I talk to people, like, the, the new players in there, like, Nolan Patrick is a fun guy, you know. Um, yeah. He's fun. Uh, Sanheim, Moran, these are they're good guys to be around, be around wheels, good. You know, it's getting – it was very, you know – it could very get very dreary, and I think Giroux felt like he had to be positive because Drew is really not the most optimistic guy in the world. No, 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 no. But, but for, I, him to be, for him to put that forward, I get the feeling, and I think what's happening now is you got a lot of these young guys who are afraid because they're they're scratched one night in and yeah. out another. They're afraid to really step up and do that thing. Nolan Patrick looked better yesterday, last night than they did in the first game to me.
1: Yeah, and he played they're thirteen minutes. So. I think I think he may have had like five shots, something like that. No, he. He was—he was, he was, he
0: was more—he—he he took on Kopitar at one point, you know, size for size, and that was pretty impressive. He—he he took the puck away from him, he, and I was really—I was really impressed by that. Um, I wondered. One thing that occurred to me was like, you know, how much of Austin, This is kind of might sound kind of funny, but Austin Matthews' success last year was amazing. No matter how you slice it, right? But
2: mm-hmm.
0: how much did he benefit from the World Cup of Hockey in some ways? Like, I think that.
2: Oh, I think he benefited a lot. Yeah, I think that...
1: <laughs> a good amount, definitely.
2: I mean, re- remember at the beginning of the World Cup of Hockey, he was the 13th forward. They were thinking, well, he's going to be on the fourth line because he was the youngest guy. And by game three, he was on the top line with Shifley and McDavid. So that was – and I think playing at the speed that that team did – Helped him. It really was, it didn't phase him yep. when he played in his first NHL game. He didn't pl- get a chance to play in many exhibition games because he was playing in the World Cup. So he went. what I think. And I think that when I'm watching Nolan Patrick, he doesn't know the speed of the game yet. You know, Like it,
0: when I watched Austin Matthews last year jump in, he knew the speed of the game right away. Yep. I think it's a big difference. I Here's mean, that, the
1: thing, though. Here's the thing about this game. The Flyers did not put a lot of shots on goal. No. I, not, I mean, and when Scott Lawton's leaving your team in shots on goal in that game, that's not good. Voracek had three. Giroux had two. And I look, these are registered shots. I know that. And Simmons yeah. had one. Like, you can't survive like that. No, you can't. You really can't. You and that's a problem. And Jeff Carter, just like we talked about, Eck, Stevens is using Jeff Carter in a huge way. He's, he's really gone back to where Jeff Carter was a flyer and has full command of the ice, can do whatever he wants out there. And he is definitely – more dangerous now as a result because now he's on he both you know there's no he you can find him on either side you don't know where he's gonna he be really good he and did. he looked really good.
0: He did I love I love when they say that they you know like the Stevens strategy is gonna be he's gonna let his defensemen join the play more, you know like <laughs> that that always cracks me up. I mean I think that you know he's releasing his defenseman from the shackles. I mean really yeah. I mean how much of that is not I mean how much of that really is the case think about it. It's just kinda of like nuts.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is the Flyers were forty-eight percent in the dot. That's not going to get it done.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to do Vegas. Then you guys might have to do the caller because I may have to get going. I'm sorry, Go guys. Fire. I apologize into that. Um, but um, I'll talk about the rumors on Vegas real fast, and you know we can we can get into that. Um, but yeah, I'm just so I spent a lot of time today and late last night, even tracking down the uh, the Vegas Knights. who are trying to make deals. They really want to make trades. Um, they are they, they're very much are seeing. Yeah, beginning of the season as an opportunity. I think, from what I gather, you know, McPhee sees like these different periods of time when teams are more apt to trade with you, and this is he thinks this is one of them. You know, so right. he's trying to make. He's it's 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 not like the Vegas is just, you know making a trade to like better uh, to get like to get their top six up or whatever. They're just they they see they're they're trying to just feast on in the NHL basically. They're just trying to get prospects and picks.
2: Well, and, uh, the,
0: the, a couple the, teams might panic.
2: Well, the one, the one thing is that they have Shea Theodore sent down, and the reason that they did is because he still had waiver exemption, whereas some of the guys that they're trying to trade, like Braden McNabb or John Merrill, whoever, yeah. they don't have waiver exemption, and if they try to sneak him down to the minors, they would get picked up. So that would, that would that's sort of like the leverage that's being used against them. They're, the guy who they actually want to play in their top six, they can't because they have too many guys who they – Really don't want to play, but they can't bury. So, and that—that's apparently. I don't
0: think also, they should worry about that. But yes, they are. You're right about it. This is what they're doing.
2: Right, and then that's also what's at play with the, with Calvin Pickard because apparently, you know, they want it. They like Subban. They want to like, develop him. Yeah. Uh, Pickard apparently now that he's cleared waivers and he can go down to the American Hockey League, that makes him more valuable in terms of a trade because a team that's not exactly sure about the depth of their goaltending, they can trade for Pickard. Put them in the AHL, and then if they need to, if their backup doesn't play well, say for example, Anton Forsberg in Chicago or Curtis McElhaney in Toronto, they could play. They they could keep Pickard down in the AHL until one way or the other, the the backup proves that he can or can't do the job. That's part
0: of it. The other part I heard is is that you know they they the team there there's two teams that are really interested in Pickard, and both are very close to the salary cap and contract numbers. I, I was told. Um, and so they, they want they want Vegas to take back a contract, and that's why he want to pick them up off of waivers.
1: But here's the thing. So this is – all of these things are the reason why I think they're going to have an epically bad record because, like, Theodore's in the minors. He shouldn't be. Alex Tuck is in the minors. He shouldn't be, but he has yeah. options. Like, they have a lot of guys that – yeah, too. Yeah, Shippichep too. Can't,
0: I like, can't understand Shippichep being in the minors.
2: But this is why it's all paperwork. And, it's because, and yeah, it's because, it's because he's an entry level deal and he can yeah. be sent down without, with, with, without exempt. Or because and of the fact that he's a
0: he could be back before they even play.
2: Yeah, maybe. But maybe. remember, I they have that, paid. Huh? Remember, they have $10 million in long-term – or two guys that total over $10 million in long-term injury that they have to put on IR. So it could have been that transaction where you send the guy to the minors, you put the guy on IR, and then he called them back. It could be something as similar. Yeah, I think,
0: that, I, think, that, I, think I think we're seeing a little bit of that now. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if those guys have not exactly t- traveled to the uh, – well, If
1: they're calling them back, they got to do it soon. I mean, they're playing
0: tonight. Or they may not have sent them there. They're playing tonight, I know. I mean, who knows if they actually sent them – on a plane. You know, they, they couldn't send him down without, well, he's
1: not it. active to be on the roster. That's the thing.
0: Yeah. But you can call him back up is what it is. Right. Well, he hasn't done it yet. Like you got to do it soon. Right. You yeah, can do it anything. You can do it before the game. Um, you know, I agree I'm with just you.
1: saying This affects the record. And this is why I kept telling fans and anybody that was saying, well, they should be pretty good. They're going to have these things going on all year. Cause they're leveraging this team. That's what this team is like a corporation that's sort of being sold.
2: Right. That's this, the way the team is. This is a, t- th- this is this is a team that's full of rental rental players.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's go through some of the games this weekend, and then you guys can talk about the Calder. Okay. Um, so, um, I'm sorry I have to boogie out today. Oh, it's that's fine. A crazy day, but I'm dealing. With this, this nobody pretty- boogies out
1: anymore, by the way. They I use know. Of,
0: my wife uses that term, and I use it all the time. I be crazy. My wife's my wife's in San Jose on business this week, so I'm the only hope to pick up the children. So that's why I'm leaving so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, the um. Tonight, you're, I think I like the Islanders and Blue Jackets game. I really do. I'm going to watch that one. Yeah, I'm going to watch that game. The Jackets are up, and I, like I've said, I'm I'm a big believer in the Islanders. So let's see how the Islanders play tonight. This is a right. This is a big test right off the bat.
1: If the Islanders smack the Blue Jackets in the mouth and win this game on the road, and they win it like by any score, just winning it, that'll prove something to me. But I don't believe they will.
2: Yes, I, I think the Blue Jackets are going to smack them around, and that'll just prove that the Islanders are the last place team in the in the Metro. But okay, Vegas gets a tough draw. they <laughs> going into Dallas. Um, yeah, that's a tough one, man. A Really <laughs> tough draw. Um, tomorrow, um, the Islanders, oh, oh, I'll make a prediction on that one though. Go ahead. They will give up less goals than Pittsburgh. They
1: mm-hmm. might, but I will tell you this: that top line in Dallas, they're going to have an awful lot of shots on goal, man. This is. This is going to be a wake-up game for Marc-Andre Fleury because this is going to be like, uh-oh, I'm back to facing like 45, 50
0: shots a memory, Like having a game of his life tonight. Like I could totally see that. He it's could. Just, like, he could. But, but I'm saying – Like being like they could win. When's the
1: last time he was facing 40 shots a game?
0: I know. But he – actually, well, he was for a while with the Penguins early on. Remember the Penguins? Early on. But it's been a lot of years. Yeah.
1: He'll, I think he'll do fine tonight. I'm not – but I'm just saying this is going to be the new reality for him.
0: Yeah. The Avalanche and uh, Devils um, are tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, the Avalanche could go 2-0 and here. Look out. Um,
1: they could. I think the Devils will win that one, though. I do. The Rangers and yeah. Leafs tomorrow. Are, are you, I was going
0: to say, are you picking the worst games or the best games? No. no, I'm picking the interesting games. To me, It's interesting right now. The Avalanche being 1-0, now they're interesting to me. Um, the Rangers, Maple Leafs, that's interesting on all levels. Um,
1: that's a test game for the Rangers because yeah, they started out one. slow. And if you remember last year, AB's team started out slow a lot. Yeah, yeah. A tough one for them.
0: Um, you also get the Predators and Penguins rematch tomorrow, which is um, definitely. I mean, that, that that's going to be a fun. You know, I, I really think you'll see a better game out of the Predators, and you'll probably see a better game out of the Penguins. I would think so, so for
1: both. Yeah, I
0: think both teams are going to have a little bit of a, you know, comeback there. You know,
1: is that game in Nashville.
0: Uh, no, no, the game's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay,
2: okay, so we don't have to worry about the anthem
1: singer yet. Okay.
2: Talk talk about, talk about start start talk about starting the season with a uh, a tough back to back. Tampa, Florida, play back to back home and home Friday, Saturday. Yeah. That's that's rough.
0: But Florida gives Tampa trouble, right? even when they're bad. So I mean that that the, the, I think I think that they could, they'll split that. I think that's my prediction. They'll split that. Then the Golden Knights actually have a chance tomorrow and tomorrow they go in they go into Arizona. So they they come in to, um,
1: they do have a chance. You
0: know, some way they're going to get it. With the Flyers are going to have a, have a tough tough deal with dealing with the Ducks. Um,
2: that's yeah. So you're saying there's a chance.
0: Yeah. And then I the guess Jets
2: look that's a bad matchup.
0: The Jets and Flames, this is a this is a tough spot for the Jets to go into. Like the Jets are you know, going to the Flames home opener here after after that issue with the Leafs. That's a really well, tough
2: one. Well, the, this this is this is the thing. There's already panic in the streets of Winnipeg. They're that's already hard. probably going back to Hallbuck to start this game instead of Mason. And yeah, if right. actually, actually plays told
0: actually, so they should go to Hollabuck in this game.
2: If if Hallibuck plays well, then you know. Okay, you spent four four million bucks on a guy that now you don't know whether he's the it's starter again.
0: Two year contract. It's too early, two games in to say it's bad I'm him. not
2: writing them off. I'm just saying what what the what the what, the, what the, the the. Of course, the question marks are already there. I mean, yeah,
0: but the, the I think you have to give Mason. He's, a, he's he comes back really well from Boston.
2: I like Mason as a
0: goaltender. He comes back really well, and for some reason we only have one game on Sunday. I don't. I hate when they do that. Um, well, they do
1: that for. For good reason, they don't want to go up against the NFL.
0: But it's a right. good one, you know. Um, always one of my favorite matchups. I always watch the Rangers and the Canadians play. I think it's always just it's, really yeah, it's a really old game. school classic matchup. That it's a uh,
1: matchup of the crazy fan bases. That's what
0: I like. It is. To, it is for sure. And so, it's, it, it's so, prepare,
2: so, so prepare for Montreal to call the police on Kevin Shattenkirk. No, on Chris Kreider. I'm oh, Chris Cryer, that's true.
0: Right, so that'll be that. And then there's a bunch of games coming back next week. So we'll be, you know, um, one, they have more Monday night games than they usually have. Oh, actually, we have, no, we have a bunch of Monday afternoon games because it's Columbus Day. That reminds me that we would not be on Monday afternoon right. so you can watch the Avalanche Bruins game because you know we know you're going to want to watch that one. <laughs> uh, or the uh, as the Avalanche try to go three and out um, in, in that game. You're and really then,
1: projecting ahead with this act. You are. I am. I'm
0: really going for it. I, I told you that the you know, and you know, I yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Go ahead, tell us. Tell yeah, us Yeah,
0: you did. The, the Vegas Knights have a better chance of finishing out of last place than the Colorado Avalanche have. So, I'm surprised. I like it.
1: Orson Wells in War of the World.
0: <laughs> right, and then you get the Blackhawks and Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are going to have fun with that one Monday night. That'll be a great one. Um, that that should that could be a potential Stanley Cup. Oh, preview.
1: please,
0: just stop! Oh, Telling you right, right the now. The year, Fire, Maple Leafs, a potential Stanley Cup preview. Yeah. Oh my God! They're planning. They're planning the parade route right on Young Street. And then yeah. things get easier for the Jets as they travel to Edmonton. we um, <laughs> Winnipeg, man. What a what a deal! Tampa, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton for the first three games. They've got, and you know, just <laughs> Calgary and Edmonton away. Um, oh my gosh, that's crazy. That that is just that is not a good start. There, there will be definitely thought talk. You know, there will be talk about you know. When we get back together on Monday, about you know what's wrong with on the Tuesday. Christmas. On Tuesday, right? Sorry, we won't be here Monday. It'll be I, your Monday,
1: but it'll be that's Tuesday.
0: all. That's all for me, folks. I'm sorry, I got to run, but you know my child needs me, um, or else be sitting outside longing for to be picked yeah. up. You know, yeah, yeah,
1: out. what's going to happen?
0: Yeah, it, Now you don't. Li- you don't live in this. You guys don't have kids. You don't know what this world's like. You got to be careful. I know. I know. You gotta be careful. Even though I mean, he's, I've been late many times for him, as we Yo guys. Go
1: guys,
0: guys, keep me on here. All <laughs> right, guys. Mike Calder is McAvoy. I'm just throwing it out there. I really think he's the guy. Okay. Okay. You really went on the limb. Thank you. Well, well on the show. I I'm not going on a limb, but I really like him. I liked him from the very beginning, and I'm, I'm you know, that's all. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, I agree.
0: Have a great weekend, and um, don't leave just because I'm leaving. Mike and Bryce can do a really good show. And
1: Kaya. And Kaya. See all you all all later. I offense right.
0: to that. Farewell. No offense taken or meant.
2: <laughs> yeah. We may have a show on Monday, but Russ and I won't be here. Right. Um, okay. So, all right, let's, let's quickly go through. Well, maybe let's pick your top three or top four. Uh, four. I did
1: four last night. I was on a show and, okay. and, and of course they pinned me down and, go and ahead. I did four. I did, and, and I'll, do, <coughs> I'll do them in order,
2: but we'll start off just okay. out of order, but Kaya just, said, Kaya just said McAvoy. There he yes. goes. Boy, she's she's saying a lot. McAvoy is
1: indefinite,
2: right? You have McAvoy too. Yeah. I, I, I have McAvoy. Here, you can go take care of Kaya while, while I make a pick. Oh, she's um, fine, I she's yeah, fine. I, I I have McAvoy as well. I think he's in, the one thing that's going to be a problem for him is that, as we've seen with Warinsky, as we you know Akbalad was the exception to the rule. It's tough for defensemen, unless they're high-scoring defensemen like Gostaspeer, to uh, you know. And he got nominated for the caller, but didn't win it. It's tough for them to to win this award. I mean, Ekblad did. Ekblad had a great rookie season. He was mature beyond beyond his years. But I, I think I think McAvoy is the is probably one of the one or two favorites. But it, it, he's going to have to put up offensive numbers to to uh, to win the award. Um, Another USA hockey guy that I think has a good chance is Clayton Keller.
1: Yeah, Keller I definitely think is in the running. There's no question in my mind. I think that um, getting a goal last night gets him off to a good start. This is a guy in open ice, man. Like, he's just dynamite. Like, he – he will be the closest thing that we've seen to Patrick Kane in the sense that when he does have the puck and you see him streaking through the neutral zone and you don't know what he's going to do with it, whether he's going to pass or shoot, he's a very exciting guy to watch. He'll have two or three plays a game where he'll have you either up in your seat or you'll just be like, wow, that was that was a great chance, even if he doesn't score. So, yeah, Keller's going to be in there all year. I, I fully expect that.
2: Um. Uh, and now it, it could I I wrote like four names down. This name could get affected by the line assignment that he had in his first game. Like we were mentioning earlier about Chicago, I expected Dubrincik to play with with Kane either Kane or Taves. Right now he's playing on the third line with Anisimov and Patrick Sharp. It's very it's very possible that he could get shifted up to a to a higher line. Oh, sure, yeah. And, and uh, you know I I think like I've said many a time on the show, Ross – when they got him in the second round, I said two years, you know, one more year in junior, he's going to be on the on the Hawks. And if he plays with Kane or plays with Taves, then I think he's going to put up numbers that are consistent with the Calder Trophy nominee. So I, I think that debrinket Debrink has a chance if he plays third line and scores say 15 goals, and probably not. But I think he's got the ability to score 20 goals as a rookie and play with those guys. So I, I think he's a you know a, a likely Calder candidate.
1: Well, it's interesting, though, because when I did the show, he got sent down, right, because they had to clear was all that trick, stuff yeah. out with Hosa and everything, wow. and, and, of course, he came back up. I think he had a couple shots on goal last night. He didn't get a point, but that's fine. I think he will be in this race, and, and I think that he'll be a big part of it, and he will get jostled around, and I think he will get some second power play time, and I think he'll earn some of that ice time. I do.
2: Um, the other one on my list was Brock Besser. Okay. Um I think he's going to get a ton of ice time in Vancouver, especially later in the year. I mean, Horvat is probably, you know, I mean, right now, I mean, the Sedines are going to be on the top line. They're going to get the majority of the ice time. But as the year goes on and maybe as the realization that they're not going to be a playoff team comes to the forefront, they're probably going to give some of their younger players more ice time. And that means Horvat and that means Besser. So I think. Um, you know, he's going to benefit later in the year of more ice time and more responsibility. And I think he's got, I mean, he even showed last year, late in the year that he had the, the ability to play in the NHL. He's, I think he scored a goal in his first game. So yeah. Um I, I think he's going to put up pretty good numbers.
1: He's a cool customer. He's, he's got great wheels. I, I mean, this next spot I'll, I'll put Nico Heesh here because mm. he's going to get every opportunity and, and he has more guys to play with now. He, He'll, you know, Butcher and Severson might be on the same power play now. That's going to make that power play pretty great. Mm -hmm. Taylor Hall and him and then Zaka, if they all stay on that power play. If not, then maybe, you know, somebody goes on the second power play. But he is going to get every opportunity. He's another guy that if they create chances for him open ice, he -hmm. can be pretty electric. So I think he'll be in it all year. I know people want me to put Nolan Patrick in, but I don't know if he's going to get more than – forty five points this year and that's fine. I think he's got a, a, a tough tough job playing center. And you know, he sure is gonna play center too, but there's more expectations on on Patrick than he here sure, because no one's expecting the Devils to to make the playoffs, right? So that's to me that's a factor. Uh Christian Fisher scored last night. Like it wouldn't shock me if he gets into this race because he is a guy that has power and speed and great hands and he played with Clayton Keller and Austin Matthews all on the same N T V team. So there's familiarity there and actually if you think about it that's the one thing about arizona is they have quite a few of those NTVP guys in throughout their system so you know fisher's another guy that can get in it like there's so many guys it's just there's a lot
2: yeah i, I ironically well i i just i i agree with that i'm just saying i, I think they're that ironically he is the only one from the 2017 draft class that i think is can be met. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think Patrick is a really good player. I think Patrick oh, yeah. is going to have a great career. I just don't know with you know him establishing himself in Philadelphia whether he's going to get the ice time or whether he's going to get the opportunity to put up the type of points you would need to, to win the Calder. But I think shear is going to be played as a number one center or maybe a number two center in New Jersey and get power play time and everything else. But all these candidates before you mentioned Heashear are 2015 and 2016 draft picks. So – you know, yeah, know, some of them 24, you know, there are a couple, there's, there's a couple of carryover guys as we like to sort of call them and, and yeah. they
1: are going to have the edge this year. There's no doubt. I mean, but we said that, we said that with this draft class, a few guys would play this year and a few are, and you know, maybe I don't know the number right now, because we'll see what happens after nine games. You know, maybe it'll be four or five, but only one or two of them, I think are going to be legit threats when you have other guys. I mean, McAvoy went straight into the playoffs last year, right? Yep. That's amazing experience for a guy like that to get, and he's on the top power play. He plays with Chara. Like this is, he's got a great opportunity to to pile up points. I do want to point out to people on my Twitter, if they go to at @Sportsology or on Instagram, they can get a live look in at a Kaya, who literally once she stopped barking, a lot of times people can't see it, but half the show I am sometimes petting this dog, and so with my left hand I will be petting her, and so you'll. You can see, like, you know, it's a big head to pet. Like, it's just – and she still wants more, man. She's going at it. <laughs> it's a massive mountain of a dog. Now, there was a trade, too. Did you see – Oh, go trade? ahead. Uh, Kyle Bond was traded from Chicago to yeah. the Canadians for Andreas Martinson. I think this is a smart trade for um, for the Blackhawks because Martinson is, like, a gritty guy who could win puck battles in the corner. Yeah. And if he needs to, get into a fight – I think this is good because look, Kyle Bond just sort of became this extra part right now. Martinson's in Rockford, but you know, if there's an injury, that's a good guy to bring up. At six three two twenty,
2: I-, I think Quenville will find a use for him. Right, and you know, with a lot of the, a lot of these youngsters that they have up front, yeah, you know, if, they, if they if they have an injury or if one of the youngsters doesn't really pan out, then you have a, a, a sort of a safety valve in in Martinson to call up. Plus, plus, I'm su- I'm surprised that they haven't gone out and haven't – you know, look for a little more defensive depth. If you look at the the Blackhawks blue line, I mean, it's Forsling and Ruta, and yeah. uh, I mean, it's a lot.
1: Tough. But Bowman's working, man. I mean, he's working hard. He is making moves as all the time to try and improve this team because the cap is is just his enemy. When you have a core that you try to keep together, the cap is your enemy. It's just the way it is. But I got to give him credit; they're they're constantly trying to to move, but I'm not letting the 10 goals sort of paint where I think they're at. I think a lot of people are going to do that. It's early.
2: Yeah, and uh, one honorable mention, and we'll end the show. Um, I don't don't know whether he's going to get enough ice time, but Joel Erickson, in Minnesota. Um, Yeah, he
1: had a goal last night, I believe, and, yeah, he's a terrific player. I mean, he's got a, a great shot. He's physical. He skates well. He plays a total two-way game, two hundred foot game, as they like to say. I, I love Joel Eriksson. That guy, I do. Yeah, that's so, a lot of guys. Like I said, we could come up with a field of ten, and it wouldn't be a joke. Yeah, and it's the same as last year. I mean, it's last year was like that too. Okay, just just one last thing here. Mm-hmm. With the, well, the Indians are
2: going to win? Is that what you're wondering? The Indians no, are going to win? No, oh, no, okay, no, sorry. no. We're not talking that. Um I remember having a conversation with a veteran hockey reporter uh-huh. saying when it came to a couple years ago when the, the Calder voting was happening, and basically said he was voting for Connor McDavid because he didn't want to say that when Connor McDavid was up for rookie of the year that he yeah, voted for yeah, somebody yeah. else. Right. Um, to me, it's not the reputation of the player, it's the year. Uh-huh.
1: It is. It's, it's all year. about the year. Like, like I, I wrote a book, Baseball's Best Rookies, right? And that's what it focused on, the year. So, like, when we wrote about it, I didn't write about, like, how great Tom Seaver was five years after that. I wrote about that year. That's, you know, and so that's the big thing. I think that's what people do lose focus of, and I think the fact that that writer wanted to sort of create false history is bad because, like, what if – just as an example, Connor McDavid started coming down with injuries, and then you know, in three years, he retires. Like you don't know. And then, so what did that vote do for you? You didn't vote correctly. I would rather just vote for the guy that's most deserving. You know, if that guy happens to be like Ron Bryant winning a Cy Young with like twenty-four wins for the Giants and never doing anything again. Hey, he, he deserved it.
2: Or Bear, you know, Bear Jackman winning Rookie of the Year, or uh, um. Joe Charbonneau in the American League and sec- that year that Barrett Jackman won it, didn't he beat out Brad Richards? It was something like that, yeah. And Richards had like 60 points. Last thing, I saw some I saw a graphic on one of the games last night that I couldn't b I could not believe that Mario Lemieux and Patrick Wah were born on the same day in the same year. Well, I didn't know that. I have to ch- you know, I I believe it was October fifth it was yeah, October fifth, nineteen sixty-five. That both, yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to, you know, just want to make sure here. While you know, I should maybe have checked it before we started the show here, but uh, yeah, Mario Lemieux, October, yeah, October fourth, sixty-five, and wow. Patrick Wah. Yep, yep. But that's that's the case. So that that's that's a that's a pretty a pretty unique uh, circumstance. That probably two of the best at their particular positions were born on the same day in the same year. So.
1: Yeah, actually, um, Siever won the Cy Young in '73. I thought Bryant's year was '74. So he, even when he had 24 wins, Ron Bryant didn't win it. Sorry, Ron. I tried <laughs> for you, man.
2: All right. Well, great show. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday. If we're if you come here on Monday, you'll see just a blank screen. Uh, for Eklund, for that's, like, that's passive aggressive. Like you were basically telling people to tune in, and you won't be there. Like, why would you do that? I was just forewarning them not to – No, to. no, you were just like, hey, show up, but I won't be here. No, it's it's a friendly warning to co- – I don't know, that wasn't friendly. It's a, it's a friendly warning to our friend, Cousin Eddie, that I won't be here, you won't be here, so there's no show. Cousin Eddie <laughs> will put the horns
1: up. That's what he does now.
2: For Eklund, for Russ Cohen, I'm Michael Ajello. Thanks for watching, and remember remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey.